Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to... The media tent. I bought you thought I was going to say campfire, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Which is parked right behind us. Indeed. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. We want to make sure that we give you this tip about discounts. RV Life is going to have a price increase as of March 1st. So you want to get in there and get your subscription to RV Life, the app bundle of RV Life and RV Trip Wizard and Maintain My RV before March 1st. Go to our deals and discounts page and you can get a discount on that. But that discount will be slightly offset by (laughs) price increase (laughs) March 1st. So hop on in there in the next month and sign up for RV Life. Yeah, and who doesn't love a deal, right? That's the place to get one and speaking of deals we have more for you and we have some super cool guests live from the midway coming right up after this we love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too. That's the FMCA, and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location. But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more. And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's Roadside Assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at stresslesscamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now Now that's that's Stressless Camping. camping. All right, we are back and we have a super cool special guest with us. If you have seen the RVers TV show, This is the man responsible for that, shall we say, the executive producer of the RVers TV show. Please welcome Tony Nally. Now, please welcome Tony. Yeah, I had his mic muted. Great to be here. It's great to have you. So for those who have not seen the show, tell us a little about it. Well, it's, uh, it's on Discovery Channel. In the fall, it reruns on Destination America. It's on PBS as well, which is a little unusual that it's on Discovery yeah. and PBS. <laughs> but we own the show, so it's wherever we want it to be. And Excellent. PBS said yes, and so did Discovery. So why choose among them, right? Right. In Canada, it's on Wild TV. Not necessarily a wild show. It's <laughs> a bit more of a laid-back show, but it's on Wild TV. And, of course, you can stream it on uh, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and all your favorite streaming media. Very good. Very cool. And so you also have, unlike a lot of shows, the people on the RVers are... RVers? They're actually RVers. And some of them them are rather well-known. Like we have uh, Peter and John, the RV geeks. Uh huh. I'll tell you a quick story about them. (laughs) When when I first came up with the idea for the show, they were the first people I reached out to. I thought if if I'm doing an RV TV show, I would love to have the RV geeks on the show. And the reason being, I've wanted to RV for decades and decades and decades. And I just never did. I looked at RVing. We'd go to an RV uh, event or show. And then we'd be overwhelmed by the variety and and (laughs) not being RVers ourselves at the time decades ago. You have no idea what you're really looking for. So you just start kicking tires and it it becomes overwhelming. And and we kind of stepped back from it and thought, let's revisit this at some point in time. 
And then 10 years goes by. <laughs> and <laughs> and then you revisit not, then. <laughs> believe it or not, that happened twice. So oh, we boy. wasted 20 <laughs> years. Oh. So finally in 2015, we started looking at it seriously. So we're, we're doing this, period, one way or the other. And then came, it may sound cliche, but it's 100% true, the black tank. <laughs> <laughs> if this Wait, would you say you were flushed with anxiety? But a bup. Hold on. <laughs> That's his pun alert. Yeah. And I thought if this black tank thing is so beyond something I could get my head around, maybe it's not for me. So I go on the old Google, you know, and I find a YouTube video. And they, they walk you through, and it seemed, well, it's not my favorite thing to do, but it's not all that bad. And that video was from Peter and John, the RV geeks. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, I watched, you know, another and another and another, and I learned a million things of the 25 million things that you need to learn. <laughs> but uh, so Peter and John, the RV geeks, were, were instrumental in my launching RVing for, for me and my wife, so they had to be on the show, and they are. They're very much involved in the show. They're hosts, they're producers, and they're dear friends. I mean, they're amazing, amazing people. And, and they pr produce also really good, as you said, YouTube content. Absolutely. Right. And also website content. Yeah, actually, that's how they got started, was uh, just developing websites for RV parks, which they continue to do, and it occupies a lot of their time. They're extremely popular in that place, but they're also massively popular on YouTube, and, and now, you know, they're amazing on the show, too. But that's but wait, there's more. You have <laughs> other people. But wait, there's more. Yeah, we have uh, Tom and Kate Morton of Morton's on the Move. Mm -hmm. They, I think, cater a little bit more to the younger RVer. Not necessarily. They're not there because they're young. They're there because they're they're great presenters. They're great videographers, and they're very adventurous. I mean, I think one of their most popular things that they did was their adventure up to Alaska that they documented for their channel and, of course, for our TV show. Uh -huh. And uh, if you've never been to Alaska, I haven't, but I kind of feel, feel like a little you closer to it because <laughs> of, of what we've done for the show. Alaska is just a, a miraculous place, and it's a great destination for... For tourists uh, in or not in an RV. You also have Chris and Cherie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, in, in season one, we uh, we had Chris and Cherie, who I uh, met on our first RVing trip to Elkhart because we thought, you know, Elkhart being the RV capital yeah. of the world, we had. You gotta RV. go there. And I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. We got into our RV and we're driving into Elkhart, and I don't know if I'm expecting, you know, fairy dust or whatever, <laughs> or some kind of magical <laughs> RV experience. A big arch. You are now entering RV yeah, country. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just thought maybe the RV would instantly start performing better. <laughs> <laughs> Problems would just like melt away, uh, which of course didn't happen. But we, no. we we did some other stuff in Elkhart. It's it's a very industrial town, a great place. We got some interesting places to eat. It's near Notre Dame University, so that's kind of cool because my brother went to Notre Dame. Okay. I'm a Notre Dame there fan. we go. Go Irish. <laughs> but yeah, we met them on our first trip to uh, Elkhart, and hands down, no one does more in-depth research on technology that can be beneficial to you on the road and that's one of the number one For questions sure. everyone oh, yeah. has is yes. how do i get internet service on the road well sheree and chris the yeah. undisputed experts in that space yes. yeah without a doubt they they're just they know how to research and they do it and they have a great resource they have a free resource and a paid resource both of which are i mean the paid resource is worth it if this is what you need. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then somehow that turned into a TV show. You have an RV and then how did how did that come about? Well, I had an aviation and I still do have an aviation right. yeah, TV the aviators. show. The Aviators, we put out just recently our eighth season on PBS and I'm a pilot as well. So I tend to do things that do, do television shows about things that interest me personally. And I've always wanted to become a pilot. I wanted to be an airline pilot, but uh, you can't see this on the on the podcast, but on the camera you can. I'm not the tallest guy in the world. <laughs> and uh, I had a guidance counselor in high school when, when they said, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said I wanted to be a pilot. And they went, oh, but there's a height requirement, I'm pretty sure. And that, that stopped it for me. That, well, that killed it. that career path. <laughs> and uh, the truth be told, um, no, there's not. 
so oh. they were wrong. Even oh, <laughs> they killed your dreams for you know, well, nothing. Well, I ended up becoming a, a private pilot. Instead of doing oh, that, I, I ended up becoming a paramedic, and, and through that is how I met my wife. So things happened for a reason. Sure, right? yeah. sure. So then we get to the RVers. And, and how that came about. Yeah, we started RVing. And Sheree and Chris tell me when we were when we had first met and we were just kind of chewing the fat about this and that, that I actually mentioned it then. But that was our first trip and I was so overwhelmed. <laughs> I actually don't remember saying that. I don't <laughs> deny that I did. But it, it wasn't like front of mind at the time. So if I mentioned it, it was kind of in passing because I, I maybe thought it would be a good idea, but I didn't have any you sense didn't really of have any thoughts it about it a show yeah. right so in 20 i think 18 the aviators was kind of slowing down i'd like it to keep going but the reality is trends for decades aviation has been on the decline it's a very expensive thing to participate uh -huh. in it's expensive to get your license so the cost of entry is a a little prohibitive right and despite the fact that there's still a lot of enthusiasm and passion for it you can't just Go and become a right. pilot. No. But you can just go and become an RVer. That's true. Right. right. So the trends for RVing for decades and more so since the pandemic have been climbing. Right. And then, of course, spiking through <laughs> yeah. the pandemic. So I, I'm thinking rather than forcing something where it's trending down, why don't we kind of see what we can do with this thing that's trending up? So then the, the RVers idea came up. It's essentially the aviators, but, you know, replace all the airplanes with RVs and, <laughs> and all the aviation-related subject matter with RV-related subject matter. And by that time, I'd been RVing for a few years, and I knew there's a lot of subject matter. Yeah, boy, is there ever. You could almost do a podcast about it, too. Oh. oh there's an idea. Hey, <laughs> just in passing... We probably yeah. won't remember this conversation, but we should do a podcast <laughs> about RVing. Yeah. I wish someone were recording <laughs> this. Anyway. <laughs> and so, obviously, the show has taken off. Yes. I mean, yeah. Pardon the pun, right? Oh, what? You know what? <laughs> Into the That was started. That's an unintentional pun. unintended pun. Oh, man. It must be in my blood. <laughs> so, executive producer. So, for people who don't know... What in the wide, wide world of sports is the executive producer? No one really has any idea. Okay. <laughs> Not <Good>. even you. <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Some executive producers are given that credit for you know helping to fund the project. So when you see a long list of executive producers on the opening credits to a TV show or a movie or something, a lot of that is co-productions or funding partners or whatnot. In, in our case, we have a very small team. I mean, larger than like YouTube channels have, certainly. But in the television space, we have a very, very small but hardworking crew. And in, in our instance, the executive producer is really the showrunner. So the person who oversees the goings-on, the business matters, the production matters, makes sure that the schedule goes as it should, that you never break through delivery deadlines. Because if you upset your broadcaster, then you don't have a broadcaster. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little bit wow. what producers do in small life theater, too, because that, I've done that for our local theater. And that's, well, well, there you that go. sounds there, a lot like my job description. Out, it's the yeah. producer who's doing okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> and so good. So then that means all your time is occupied. It's not like you have time to like be in a band or something <laughs> or even rv or even go RVing, right well i don't know what planet you live on but on mine there's 40 hours in every day oh you're oh. lucky <laughs> we want to move there yeah. <laughs> in fact you are in a band called the wicked truth i am right. in a band it was really interesting because rving believe it or not helped the band come to be well at least my my encountering with the band i've been playing drums since i was two years old i mean it started with pots and pans <laughs> and my toy drum set and then when i was i think about seven or eight my my dad brought home a real drum set and said okay you're gonna take lessons or they're going back oh wow so of course i i hated taking the lessons but i did them and, you know, I actually learned how to play the drums. So I've been playing my entire life. You play very, very well. Yes. Oh, oh thank you. So shows. since, you know, you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, uh, know that across from where we are here on the Midway in 
the Quartzite Sports Vacation and RV Show is Wicked Truth, who has been entertaining us now every day, even in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> the first day at port, and it's now it's been great. It's supposed to rain in the desert, though. No, I know. It didn't say that in the brochure. You brought it from <laughs> <Right>? Canada. You <laughs> brought it from Canada. Or, no, the guy next to us from Seattle. Yeah, that's where it came from. We would have brought snow. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Pass. And then also across the way is Courtney from the flipping nomad and she's going right. to be here she'll be in here a with bit. us but in a little bit talking about the wicked truth yeah when i was rving i wanted to get back into drumming and of course being in an rv is not really conducive to having a drum kit so i bought a <laughs> i swore to my wife i was going to buy a small electronic drum kit that wouldn't have more than a three foot <laughs> footprint right oh and, and, no believe me it, it had a three foot p- footprint but it then it grew into that monstrosity that must be three feet on that planet that has yeah, a 40 it, hour right. day yeah yeah, the, the math is all wrong. I think it's the metric system. Yeah, that's it. It's the That's why we haven't adopted it. Well, when I finally got this little kit and we put it in the back of our toy hauler component of our RV, I started playing, and I immediately went to my go-to. I'm a, I'm a huge Rush fan. Okay. Uh-huh. So I immediately went to playing YYZ, or for you Americans, YYZ, which is not what the song is called. <laughs> And I, I, I videotaped it because I wanted to show like my mom, hey, look, I'm playing drums again. And so I put it online and I'm not even sure where I, I came across this music related website that I previously hadn't heard of. And a strange fellow saw this video and, and reached out to me. And that started an incredible friendship and collaboration. And he recruited me into into Wicked Truth, and we haven't looked back since. As a matter of fact, that person is. I right was going to say, is, is that, that strange, strange fella fellow here with us? <laughs> well, hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Yeah, that's how it went down. Introduce yourself, strange fellow. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hi, I'm Matthew. I'm uh, the front man for Wicked Truth, and. Uh, yeah, very happy to be here. The lead singer and the only singer I've seen with a GoPro on his microphone. Yeah. It's pretty cool. so fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we've been recording uh, some of our shows on this tour, and I uh, suggested that idea to Tony to have a mic cam. It's super cool. Yeah. yeah I've, I've seen some of the footage. It is super cool. It's pretty great. <laughs> so tell our audience the style of music you play. And, and I, you know, I've already talked to you about some of my personal favorites that you've done. Yeah. Well, we do everything. We do everything from uh, Adele to ZZ Top and uh, Johnny Cash, and we do. We're known for our Led Zeppelin and, of course, Rush, Rush. and uh, <laughs> Van Halen and Aerosmith, who's been my favorite since I was uh, in high school. And yeah, and you cover Rush well because that's not an easy range. Yeah, yes. Eddie Lee has. Uh... <laughs> I gotta wear very tight underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so the practices aren't practice sessions; they're briefing sessions. Oh, oh, I know. I don't have that button ready. <laughs> you gotta have that ready at any given moment. It's on a separate page from the advertisements. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I should. I should just keep my finger on the button. <laughs> you guys have been entertaining us every day here which is terrific where does your tour take you well it started in uh the first stop was in havasu and it'll take us right through till lakeland florida where we'll be playing at the um what is it the sun and fun fly-in that's right okay so there's a great rvers tie-in so we do a lot of rving events Uh in lake havasu we we played some local bars but we also uh were scheduled to play at the uh escapers bash there that's oh, great. so cool. Okay. And we played at the previous one. I, I presume we'll be playing at the next one. And do you uh, travel so. from gig to gig in your RVs? In our RVs, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, are you, and so do you stay full-time in your RV, or do you then, after you do this kind of tour and get to Florida and then go home for a while and rest? You know, personally, I, I full-time for five years in a Class A and then in a uh, fifth wheel. Uh-huh. Now I'm in the tour in a camper van. Matt's in a Class C. Okay. I don't full-time in the camper van, but while we're on the tour... Yeah, we're we're on the road and we're remaining in our RV. So we're not like in an RV here, but then we go to a hotel. No, no, right, it's right. all RVs. Yeah, man, well, that's awesome. Get, I mean, the music has been great. I'll just have to direct people to your YouTube channel because I don't have the ability to play it because of all the rights nonsense <laughs> in yeah. the world. But 
trust me, if you have a chance to hear the wicked truth, you're gonna. It'll be a great experience. We, we've really been enjoying. Yeah, the look heck them out up of, and see where you can find them yeah. on the road, and go check them out. And where can people find you? Well, after this, we'll be in Tucson, Arizona. We're doing a uh, charity event there to help veterans and housing crisis and stuff like that. We like to do a charity event every tour because America is very good to us to let us come down here and play. <laughs> Super. So we like to give a little back. And then uh, after that, I think uh, we might be doing a stop in Austin, and then there's Florida from end of February to the mid-April. And is there a website or a place where we can chase you around, as it were? Yeah, probably the best place to get that information would be uh, our Facebook page, just Wicked Truth Wicked on Truth. Facebook. And uh, yeah, follow our Insta, give us a like, and uh, yeah, you'll see Wicked Truth pass through your town at some point. Sure. <laughs> Excellent. And, you know, there's a couple of interesting things. I mean, you know, lots of bands obviously play music, but we, we want to do things that are a little bit different. And first of all, our close affiliation with the RV community and, and the aviation community through the TV shows is something that's very, very important to us. So we, mm -hmm. we like to think at RV events when people see us, we're not just a band that they hired to, to entertain. Like, we're, we're one of the community, you right. know? So, I mean, right. yeah. we, we understand things that, that they're going through and that they experience and their highs and lows. So I think it's important that, that you form that bond. But then, not only with, with our music as well, but, like, Matt likes to integrate with the crowd. Matt's yeah. hardly ever on the stage. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. The stage can be so confining. <laughs> Much like the underwear I wear. <laughs> Matt likes to get himself involved with the crowd. He goes out into the crowd. He draws people from the crowd. So it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, the music. Yeah. I'd like to think the music is good, but I think the entire experience of a Wicked Truth show. Yes. It's there's a lot of things going on, right? Yes. There's a lot of aspects that offer enjoyment in all kinds of different ways. And I think as somebody who is a real fan of live music. The bands I enjoy the most are the ones who appear to be having a good time and bringing the audience along with that journey, as opposed to, I'm going to play this song and stand here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Or sit here. Like running around and getting people involved and making it fun for people to watch is so much more important than getting the lyrics right. <laughs> you know, I, I could have an iPad on my mic stand and be reading lyrics, but that's not going to make it fun for anybody. Right? Right. So, what, what is fun is counting the lyrical errors. Oh, it's like man. a little game that you can play. <laughs> well, if, I'm if, running at about 80%. If you're, uh, if you're in a drinking game kind of mood, maybe that would be every shot. Or, you know, if a lyric is not... Awesome. You take it, but you but know. for people who aren't me, might not notice. I have some weird like thing that can't forget lyrics. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So if I hear something live and I hear some, uh, not that I fault anybody for it. It's a lot of work up there. But oh, yeah. I go, oh. He missed a word. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I haven't Shot. noticed it with you. I yeah. haven't noticed it. Well, I find if you can distract them by moving around. Exactly, yeah. I'm, I'm too busy watching you jump around. Yeah. And one of the things, like for Scarioke, when I do, I enjoy purposely destroying the lyrics and making up my own stuff. So, <laughs> But nobody's paying to see me. They pay me to not sing. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Matt and Tony, thank you so much for being here. And, of course, we encourage everyone to tune in and watch the RVers and find you guys. And I guarantee you'll have a good time or double your money back. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thanks for nice having us. Thank Wicked you. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we take a little break and have Courtney come in? Yes, that's a good cool. idea. Thanks okay. a lot, guys. Hey, Thanks. thank you. We are also very, very lucky to be right across the hall or across the midway from Courtney Armstrong, the flipping nomad. Yes. And her very beautiful exciting. Yes. Keystone, Montana, one of a kind. It says so right on the outside. One of one. It says yeah. one of one right on the exterior. <laughs> That's really impressive. I mean, it's it. there's almost nothing that looks like what it would look like from the factory so you've gone through this whole rig and and redone it and there's some really cool touches yes. yeah yeah exactly so my business is the flipping nomad and we you know flip rvs um so we renovate them and so we take rigs that our clients already own um they can bring us their rv we do a cosmetic gut job on them and and they come out looking like beautiful tiny homes and with this particular rv the ultimate montana we were contacted by keystone who builds the montana because we had been working 
working with Montana's quite a bit and posting about that online. We just we just love how Montana's are built. You know, we love them. Keystone saw that, and so Keystone actually reached out. They watched us online for a while, and they reached out and they were like, "Hey." What you're doing is super cool and we want to be involved with you, but a partnership like this has never happened in the industry before. There is no how-to book. We have to figure this out as we go. <laughs> but if you're willing to take the risk, we are too. And I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're in, we're figuring it out. So they said, okay, to start working together, what do you think if we pull any Montana off the line that you want, whatever floor plan you want, you can have it give you a budget and you can go build the craziest thing you can come up with. And I was like, done. <laughs> We're in. Yeah, We're in. you have. Yeah, and so that's what the Ultimate Montana is. So it was kind of a, a passion project and, and a, a dream project between both of us because Keystone, you know, they have to think about what is mass appeal and, you know, what will they be able to serve the most number of clients with, you know, with very standard stock interiors right. nothing yes. risky and so they don't have the the manpower or the capacity to do one-off unique pieces but we do and so that's that's kind of where the ultimate montana came from and there's some there's some aspects to it that are just like wow <laughs> uh, my favorite you guys were testing the other night uh, and I came over with my cup out. <laughs> so tell us, I'm going to start at the outside and work our way in. If I'm, Perfect. If I'm yeah, in. let's do that. Yeah. So on the exterior, you know, the, the thing that's most noticeable is it is a black rig. Yeah. But it's neat, the appearance. And we'll have pictures of it in our show notes. Yeah. So it's black. And the reason we went with black is because Keystone, the only thing they asked for was the wow factor. And until building the Ultimate Montana, all of our rigs had been very white and very bright and very airy and open and so because Keystone asked for the wow factor and, and something different I said okay we're gonna do black and you should have seen their reaction they were like oh okay oh, like, wait, 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 wait. we thought you only did white anything. but okay yeah so that's kind of that's kind of where the black came from so I said we have to do a black exterior as well as the interior so that's what's most noticeable on the, the outside is it's black it's got a black awning it's got gold accents on the exterior but as far as like functionality goes the rig is a 3791 rd which is a standard montana floor plan so it has a elevated rear living area and so under that is storage and so we took one of the storage bays and converted it into an outdoor stereo system <laughs> yes, that you did. it'll thump like yeah. it thumps pretty good <laughs> right and then the front storage bay which is like a standard storage bay that you would see in just about any fifth wheel we converted that into an outdoor bar so that's what you were talking about yes, just a little bit did. ago yeah. so it has a custom kegerator built into it it was custom built by Dometic out of a, one of their coolers <laughs> and then it also has a margarita machine that has three Three blenders on it and it makes like the best margaritas yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a jimmy buffett product it and, is uh, yeah that man knows for margaritas he, he knows what he's doing yeah and it shaves the ice down beautifully beautiful um, and then it also has a wine chiller which will hold six bottles and then it has a tv that lifts up out of a compartment yeah now when she says wine chiller guys it's a wine fridge it's yes. just a six bottle wine fridge it's not like an ice chest or whatever i looked inside and i saw the yeah, the racks that you see in any wine mm -hmm. fridge. I'm like, oh, it's an actual little wine fridge. Yeah, it is. It's the cutest little thing. It's probably about the size of maybe, I don't know, three shoe boxes or so. But yeah, it's it's meant just to hold wine. And yeah. so that's permanently built into the storage bay out there. And then further forward in what is normally the generator bay. So like if it's right under the kingpin box. It does not have a generator on board. But in that bay is like the power plant of the whole rig. So it is completely off grid. Um, and so in that generator bay are four of Battleborn's new game changer batteries mounted in there. Um, so each battery is 270 amp hours and so that wow. puts us at 1080 amp hours <laughs> of lithium. And then up on the roof, it's got 2,600 watts up there. Oh, geez. Gee, wow. So it's an, an off-grid machine, right? And we're just talking the exterior yeah, here. Like, we yeah. haven't even gotten to the interior. Right. And Fun so most, stuff. Yeah, so most people that are off-grid and using the batteries and the solar don't add things like margarita blenders. Exactly. Or, right. or refrigerators. Well, uh, that's their mistake. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you got the best of both worlds. We really do. You know, we really do. The roof is basically a solid solar panel. You know, like I said, it's 2,600 watts up there. And, and it has two 
3,000 watt Magnum hybrid inverters. And so each inverter is responsible for an air conditioner. And so it can run both air conditioners wow. off the battery bank. That wow. is so cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Now I will say it can't replenish itself fast enough to keep up with that, but it'll do it for a full day. Huh. Run wow. Both of them wow. Constantly. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. And then inside, you know, that was kind of what we thought would be the wow factor was going to be the interior design. And as we started building it, so many industry suppliers found out about what we were doing. And then we were getting phone call after phone call from people saying, we want to be involved. Like, what do you guys want? Like anything you want, you can have it, you know? And so that's how the kegerator came to be. And so inside, you know, not only is it a super bold interior design, it's, yeah. it's got a black kitchen, it's got a black office, it's got a clawfoot bathtub in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It also has two ultrasonic water vapor fireplaces. That, again, was something that was sponsored that we had no clue that we were going to put in that rig when we first started building it. Uh, but we got a call from the manufacturer of that fireplace saying, hey, we've got this cool technology. Could you guys build it into that RV somehow? We're like, well, heck yeah. Like, we'll figure yeah, right. it out. We'll so, find a way. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really trippy because to look at the flame, it, it looks like real flame. It does. It really does look like real fire. It's steam that's illuminated by light bulbs. But you can stick your hand through it. The only heat that it gives off is the light bulb so it's not actually yeah. real fire and there's two of those in there does that run on one temple yep okay. uh, yep um and then the there's two of them in there the one in the living room is actually plumbed into the rig so uh, right now it's just working off the fresh tank so about every hour and a half you'll hear the water pump turn on and <laughs> it's feeding into that fireplace that yeah vapor yeah but pressure you can hear it it'll it'll surge three times the water pump and then it's done it does about every hour and a half so it's nice. kind of also a humidifier it is yeah it is very huh. much a humidifier and so being out here in the, you know the desert of arizona it's fantastic yeah but we're in <laughs> texas where it's like 95 percent humidity and i rarely use <laughs> use the water vapor fireplace in texas so then there's another one in in the bathroom that's double-sided and so you could like as you're sitting in the clawfoot bathtub you're looking directly at the fireplace the fire. but you can also see that fireplace from the other side of the bedroom so it's, it's double-sided oh, okay okay wow. it also has an 80 inch projector tv trying to think what else it's just uh it's just an over-the-top it's just it, i mean you walk in and it, it it is just the wow factor it, mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. i mean it just I've mentioned on here that we are directly across from you here at Quartzsite and people coming out are like, oh my gosh, did you see that tub? Did you see the, I mean, the and remarks are just like, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think this entire show, there hasn't been a line there to check it out. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been constant shoulder to shoulder in there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. how did you get into doing this kind of thing and by the way kudos to keystone christy where uh, if you're listening you're you're pretty awesome we, yes. we know she's her pretty, she she's is amazing great, yeah she is she's amazing she's she's uh, kind of become a soul sister of mine you know like we've we've really connected on a personal level um but yeah you know she really took a risk on it she's the marketing director of keystone yes. right and she really did take a flyer on us and she kind of stuck her neck out to bring us in because it was such a bold project that had not been attempted before and it very easily could have flopped and she really could have wound up you know with egg on her face but she stuck herself out there and you know it it, it came out beautifully you know we i think i think we nailed the project I keystone's so. happy with it and we're happy with it but yeah so anyways back up and answer your question how i got into this i kind of have two answers on that the, the short quick version is i just could not find an interior that i liked so i built one for myself and then i thought maybe other people don't like them either and maybe there's a business here so that's a very long story short, but kind of to expand on that a little bit, how I actually got into RVing is a story in and of itself. This was about almost about eight years ago now. April April will be eight years. At that time, eight years ago, my dad had had a stroke oh. and he had two businesses, but neither business was doing very well. And so I had to drop everything and take them over. And so because they weren't doing well, there was hardly any money left over to pay me and so I was living in the only housing that I could afford which was a bedroom in a four bedroom house with three friends and so our lease was coming up for renewal and we all sat down to talk about what we were going to do and I found out that they had all made other plans that did not involve me 
So one of them, yeah, it was pretty bad. One of them went off and got a one-bedroom apartment by himself, and the other two went off and got a three-bedroom house with somebody else. Wow. And just left me hanging. So, you know, here I am in the fight of my life, right? Like, my dad is sick. I'm trying to save his businesses. I'm making next to no money. And now I have two weeks to scramble to find somewhere to live. Like, no way could I afford a one-bedroom apartment. You know, I didn't know anybody else that needed a roommate. Etc. And so it was a pretty dire situation, you know, it just like, I felt like that last piece of like, well, you know, what am I trying to say? Like predictability, you know, and, and st- yeah, something stability, that was stable, yeah. exactly stability. That, that's the word I'm looking for. Like now that was gone, uh. you know? And so in an effort trying to find somewhere to live, I reached out to a family friend and said, Hey, do you know of anything? And he coincidentally managed the KOA campground in our hometown. And at the time of talking to him, I did not know people lived in RVs. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) And so he says, well, there's a fifth wheel that's for sale in the park, and the owner will finance it for you if you want. And then there's a work camper position coming open where you take, you know, reservations at the front desk in exchange for your site rent and electricity, propane, the whole nine yards. And he was like, are you interested? I was like... Not really, you know, because, like, this is what homeless people do. Like, not what mid-20s recent college grads do. But I was like, you know, it's about my only option right now. At least it's a roof and it's a furnace and it's some running water. And so I said, I'll take it. So I bought and moved into that first one just devastated. You know, I was, I felt like I was, you know, borderline homeless. Like, this is my rock bottom. Just when I thought things couldn't get worse. Uh Now they had. And so I tried to keep it hidden for a while. And then some time went by. And I was like, you know, I just kind of do like this lifestyle, you know, like my RV park neighbors are quirky and fun and this is affordable and this might be a good way to help get my feet under me a little bit faster and my family's too. And so I said, I'd like an RV that's laid out a little bit different and I want one that feels like a cute bachelorette pad for a mid-20s lady. So I was like, I'll just go find a cute one. Well, I obsessively searched for months. (laughs) I was on every website that was out there like multiple times a day, like trying to find something that was cute on the inside. And I I didn't have any extreme requirements. I wanted like white cabinets in a rear kitchen with two slides and that was it. Well, literally what I wanted did not exist. And to this day, I still haven't seen it from that era, you know, eight years ago. And so finally found one that had the floor plan that I wanted and I brought it home, but it was just terribly ugly on the inside. You know, the classic RV look, you know, brown on brown, brown. bad floral prints. (laughs) (laughs) And so I said, well, I could renovate it, right? Like, I don't know, can you renovate an RV? So I did a quick Google search, nothing came up, but now I realize that's because nobody was renovating RVs at that time. It's a different story now. And so I brought it home and I said, okay, I'm gonna paint this thing, I'm gonna figure it out. So I literally took a cabinet door down and I took it into Home Depot and I set it on the paint counter and I said, how do I paint this? And so the guy at the paint counter like walked me through it. So bought my supplies, went back home and, and renovated that RV and it came out pretty cute. You know, it was like my, my little oasis and my little tiny home. And oh, cool. then some more time went by about two or three years and I, I got everything taken care of with the family, you know, got my dad taken care of, got his businesses taken care of. And now it was time to focus on me. So I was like, what do I want to do now? And I kept right. coming back to my buying experience, not being able to find what I wanted. And so I was like, well, maybe there's a business here. Huh. But then I would like talk myself in circles and I'd be like, well, no, Courtney, there's a reason nobody else is doing this you know like (laughs) you're the only weirdo that wants something cute and white and whatever but then I was like no I can't be the only one that wants something custom like there's got to be a small handful of people out there that are interested in something custom and so finally after talking myself in circles I was like you know just try it just try and so tried the business and the business has kind of taken off and that's all been fueled by Instagram I was just posting about what I was doing on my personal Instagram account but the account was public and so as I would post about the RVs, just to share it with my friends, people who I didn't know personally started following me. And I was like, this is weird. Like, I don't know who these people are. But then I kind of just leaned into it, you know, after with the help of a friend kind of encouraging me to lean into it. And then it just grew and grew and grew. And then that's how Keystone found us. And then Keystone reached out and they said, hey, let's do, you know, the Ultimate Montana Project. And then they made a phone call to GMC. And then GMC was like, well, hey, do you need a truck? I'm like, well, heck yeah, I need a sure. truck. So then they send me a truck. And, you know, it's just grown exponentially from there. And so it's been like the craziest, like rags to riches. Like I never set out for any of this, never intended for any of it, but I love it at my core, you know, and it just, it scares me to think about what would have happened 
if my roommates eight years ago would have included me. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you and I would not be standing right here talking. Yeah, right? right? Isn't that it's, crazy? It's, like their decision from eight years ago has affected so many people. It, just, it blows my mind. Something and, that you thought was so awful yes. to happen. Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. I think the world is a better place for. I mean, the unfortunate situation you you absolutely like conquered it, and yeah. now we're all better for it. Well, thank yes. you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we can give them a, a big thank you back. You know, they're back in Boise. Yeah, but right. Yeah, it just it kind of like it spooks me and it like gives me chills to think about their how their one decision has made such a ripple effect. Yeah, that's so trippy to, to think Right? About. Like, so, it is kind of a, a, yeah. a mental trip when you start thinking yeah. about it. So is the Ultimate Montana your home now? It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I designed it and I built it and I own it now. So when we first did the project with Keystone, we debuted it in December of 2019. And then the plan was to be on display for all of 2020. Well, we got two months in and then here comes COVID in March, yeah. right? And so we kind of didn't really know what was going to happen with the rig. And so there was one point where we thought we would just send it back to Keystone and they would just kind of park it and do whatever. But then as, you know, kind of some more time went by, they were like, Keystone was like, you know what? The rig belongs with you. Like it needs it's, to go out. You. And, yeah. Yeah. and so they owned it for about two or about a year and a half after it had been built. And then, then just a few months ago, we got ownership of it. So That's so cool. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's really and, special. And I mean, thank you for sharing. It's not often people will just go, hey, come on in and look at where I live. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously a showpiece, but it, as you said, it's also your home. So right. thank you yeah. for sharing yeah. your yeah, home no, with absolutely. us. No, it, it is cool to, to show it off and, and to share it because it was built to be a showpiece. And then when COVID happened, we kind of changed direction with it. And so this is actually only our second show back since oh, COVID started. So we're still trying to figure out like what the purpose of the rig is. Like, you know, do we just make it a showpiece and I move out of it? Or do we retire it and it just becomes a personal rig? Like, what <laughs> are we going to do here? So we don't know. But, <laughs> but I mean, this week it's been super super cool to, to have it here and share it with everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, people have been really excited that you're here yeah. and that the rig is here. So it's fun having it here. And then, so as somebody who now goes into the bones of these RVs and C's, obviously you've probably picked some favorites of mm -hmm. RV companies and I'm going to guess that Keystone is one of them. Yes. Keystone is our number one. And you know, that's back when I was building the business, the way the business used to be structured was we bought the RV, renovated it and then sold it. And I recognized very early on that the people that were coming to look at the RVs, the ones that we had built, they were only interested in them because of their interiors. Like, they didn't care about their structures. Like, they weren't looking at the roof. They weren't looking at the tires. Yeah. Nothing like that. Oh, so right. we were in a position to trick people, right? Because, like, uh -huh. we could have gone out and bought a moldy rig, thrown some paint on it, and these buyers were too wrapped up in the backsplash and the throw pillows to look at the structures, right? Right. And so I said, okay, like, we need to work with rigs that have good bones and that are built right. And not only is that a good business practice, but now it's a moral responsibility. And so I did a lot of research, and I said, who are the manufacturers that are doing it right? And Montana came up time and time again. So that's how we were working with so many Montanas as I was seeking them out. And I never dreamt Keystone would have known that I was alive. You know, Keystone is the one who builds the <laughs> Montana. And that's how they found out about us, was that way. And so, you know, Montana has always been... You know, kind of my number one pick from day one and then now like having had the pleasure of actually getting to go inside of the Keystone building and inside of the Montana plant and get to know the decision makers and you know I'm on a first name basis with Keystone's CEO yeah. you know and so I've gotten to meet them and that's only solidified my choice as them being our, our number one I write a daily RV review and I like a lot of the Keystone problems mm -hmm. and they're really on the forefront of solar yes. I mean there is nobody who's anywhere close yes having at least 200 watts of solar in every rig including the really affordable ones yeah. like Springdale yeah it's they really like took a huge leap forward with that yeah, and so kudos, whoever made that decision, uh, tell them I said Good that job. was yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I'll pass it on, I'll yeah. pass it on. Yeah. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for coming over and yeah. for, for being here. And thank you for having me. I appreciate as, it. Uh, as someone who's followed you for some time, it's a pleasure to meet you in person. Uh, yeah, oh, for sure. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Our pleasure. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course, they charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries, and with their limited lifetime warranty, 
They're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page. And you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. All right, we are oh, back. We're back, we, we we're got back it. on the midway. Yeah, we took a break because Wicked Truth was playing and it was really awesome. So I was out there dancing like a fool. Yes. <laughs> kicking up some dust. And now the wind is kicking up a little dust. Yeah, so you might so hear a little wind noise. Absolutely. That's what happens when you're in the desert. Yeah, welcome to the desert. <laughs> we have a few gadgets we'd like to share with you. We do indeed. So the first one, I wasn't going to count this as a gadget. I think we've talked about it before. It's the Eurocast frying pan that we bought two or three years ago yeah. here at Quartzsite. But I'm going to combine that brief mention of a gadget with a brief mention of the recipe that I used that pan for last night. I made a pizza, but I made it with a crust made out of ground chicken instead of bread basically and i thought well we don't have a pizza pan we don't have anything to bake this in how are we going to make a pizza and suddenly i realized we've got a frying pan that will go in the oven yeah so we put it in the oven so peggy made a crust of it was the canned chicken parmesan a little romano or parmesan one egg and some italian seasoning i pressed it down flat into the pan and baked it for about 20 minutes till I had a crust. Then I added some pesto sauce, some bacon, nice crispy bacon. Yeah, I made some bacon on the griddle. Some red onion and some Gouda cheese. And we had a most delicious pizza. It really was. And easy. And again, another reason why we like the RV oven. Right. So now our real gadget reports. Yes. (laughs) We each get to have one today because... We've been walking around Quartzsite RV Sports and Vacation Show. Did I get it? Quartzsite Sports <laughs> Vacation and RV Show. Oh, I got all the words, just not in the right order. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen some wonderful, wonderful toys. A lot of which we already have. A lot have. of which we already have, so you already know about. But my new favorite now, we've told you probably about grip sticks, and grip sticks are a kind of a straw-like thing that you can slide on the top of a like a chip bag or a rice bag or something to seal that bag and that same company makes I don't want to mess these words up that same company makes snap bags so they are silicone bags we got a set of three sizes and they have kind of solid across the top so when you pull it together it (laughs) and clip the tops together it actually seals They have on either side of the top a little pour spout and a tiny little handle so you can hold on to the handle without burning your hands if you've just taken something out of the microwave. And these are made by Gripstick, so we were in the same booth as Gripstick. And these have been great. You can put stuff in them and then push the air out and seal them so that you can have air-free space. Really space saver. They're silicone, so you can put them in the microwave. And you can nuke them. You can put them in the freezer, the the not the oven i almost said oven all those other places the refrigerator dishwasher and they're really really handy we might be going back for another yeah i I think we will (laughs) and they roll up flat so they're another good rv thing because they get small and they store in a nice little tiny space and apparently they really do a good job of keeping fruits and veggies fresh too yes so far i ate all ours so (laughs) we didn't leave them long enough to find out (laughs) So what's your favorite gadget? It's a portable patio. And this thing is really nifty. You know, a lot of times you put out rugs. There's the lady who got herself some shirts. (laughs) A um, A lot of times you put out rugs. But instead, this is a patio that goes out, was invented by an American and is made right here in the U.S. It has variable height legs. And you put it out there in front of your RV and you don't get all the rocks and mud and all that in. So So it's kind of like... I thought it was cool. Yeah, it's kind of like our, what we call Legos, right? Those pads that you can put underneath your feet of your camper. Similar in a kind of way, but they're big. Of course, they're like a square foot, 18 inches each, I think. Four by four, I don't know. Whatever they are. I think they're two foot squares. They fold up in a bag and they have adjustable legs. It's a a nifty thing. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Indeed. Last but not least, my RV of the week this week is one I also saw here. And as 
popular as Class B vans are, basically yeah. a van down by the river, <laughs> used to be you didn't want... There are no want, rivers here. No, there's no river. <laughs> but it used to be you didn't want to be in a van down by the river. Now, now you do. Now do. Right. Life and this cool. van especially, it is one by a company called Vanaholic. And just the neatest van build, all aluminum and uh, like a polymer interior. It's like an Ikea kit. Yeah. So you you bring your own van. So if you have a used van, fine. If you have a new van, fine. You bring BYOV and uh, they make a kit that'll fit inside. And I just really dug the floor plan, but it's all very lightweight and also no wood. So this thing's going to last a long time. There may be a Maybe. collaboration on a cargo <laughs> trailer. You never know. We'll just see what happens. That's right. So that was my favorite RV that I saw here at the show. Can they learn more far. about that somewhere? Yes, I will put a link, but vanaholic.com. We have our question of the week, of course, as always. And last week we asked if you're going to be attending an RV show. We know of several people who are because they've come by to say hello. <laughs> and <Yeah>. hello. <laughs> hello. Thank you all for stopping by to see us. We will be here. Let's see. You're listening to this on Thursday. So we'll be here until Sunday, the end of January 2022. Yeah, Sunday, January 30th. We'll be here through then. Camped right here on the Midway at the Quartzsite Sports Vacation and That's RV right. Show. Our camper is right <laughs> here. So we've had other people say they're going to shows at Houston, Grand Rapids, and Raleigh. So if you want to meet up with some fellow listeners and you're going to one of those shows, check out the podcast group, the Stressless Camping Podcast Group on Facebook, and hook up with those people. Also, the Northern California Girl Camper Group went to Pleasanton and had kind of a meetup and went to yeah. the RV show in Pleasanton. Yes, they did. Which is happening at the same time as this. That's why we're not in Pleasanton. <laughs> uh, always. Uh, oh, well, there you go. All right. So Chris decided not to go to a show this year because I, I like, like my camper and I'm not shopping for a new one. I like my camper and I'm not shopping for a new one. I like my camper. And I'm not. That's what Chris said. Yeah, let's see how long <laughs> that lasts, Chris. The question of the week this week is, are fuel prices slowing you down? Are you making changes in your travel plans because of the cost of fuel? Are you just working that into your plans? Yeah, let us know on our fun and friendly Facebook podcast group. That's the place to go. You can always start out at stresslesscamping.com. And from there, there's tips, tricks, ideas, and tips and links to all the social places we are. This episode is running very long. Yeah, so we're thanks gonna, for hanging in with us. <laughs> yeah, we're going to curtail the ending of this, and you've heard it all before if you've heard this podcast. So I think we're just going to end with... Happy, happy camping. camping! We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! Wicked Truth!